Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Godzilla Pod War Hour. My name is Michael Kelly. With us, as always, Nathan Bear. Nathan, how you doing, buddy? Happy and angsty to be here, Mike. Full of angst. Full of angst. <laughs> angst, angst, angst. Angst, angst, angst. Uh, and joining us this evening, we are very honored to have with us Miss Rebecca Rosen. Thank you, Rebecca. Not a problem. Thank you guys for having me on. And for everybody out there, I am Mike's roommate. And I am Nate's co-worker. We all work in a movie theater together. So, fun times. Yes. Yeah. The Terror of Mechagodzilla, 1975. That's right. Yes. This uh, is a movie uh, directed uh, by veteran Godzilla director Ishiro Honda, who started off the series. And uh, with this movie now ends the original Showa series. Uh, also brought back is uh, Mr. Akira Ifabuke, uh, the original composer, uh, and a few other of our uh, merry band of Godzilla men, uh, which we will get into uh, in just a little bit. So, uh, any word for you, Mike? Uh, well, just, you know, a solid entry in the series. I think um, they kind of got their proverbial shit together for, like, the last two movies after Megalon was just, like... Yeah. Like, the crazy LSD trip, like, we're, you know, we're not even trying anymore, and they sobered up for these last two movies, and it kind of returns it to the roots of the first, like, five movies where it's, like, this led to that, Mm -hmm. led to this, so you can kind of trace the footsteps of like well they're looking for the wreckage of mechagodzilla why because he blew up at the end of the last one and fell in the water so like there's an attempt to restore some some kind of reality to it yeah um which is welcome at this point very much when you're dealing with space monkeys and stuff you know and this one uh, like the last one has uh, a nice budget so they can afford things like uh laser beams lots of explosions oh yeah less stock footage uh, and what were your thoughts uh, on, on this, Rebecca? This movie was all over the place, in my opinion. <laughs> like, I was blown out of the water at how many things were going on. Like, there is, like, a touch of romance and, like, this whole, like, cyborg thing. It was, it was curious. And, um, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it, um... I think the Colonel Sanders character definitely <laughs> stood out in my mind. So, yeah, it, it, was, it was interesting, to say the least. Titanosaurus. Oh, oh my man. God. <laughs> Titanosaurus. Titanosaurus. Sounded I'm... like an elephant, like, playing its horn backwards. I, I don't even know, like, what they mix together to create Titanosaurus. It's a noise. He was... Part of it is a horse. A horse? Uh, you, you can tell that it's a horse, because he's like, he goes... <laughs> Like, he does that I didn't lot. even, like, pay that close attention to it. It just sounded like a really morphed-out elephant sound. Yeah. He would have been a great monster if he had an actual power that wasn't wagging his tail. Yeah, I know. Like, I was just like, had... anything could wag its tail and create a massive amount of wind if it wanted to. Yeah, right. It's just like, if he just had, like, some lame, like laser eye or something like that. Just See, just but they something. saved all the special things for Mechagodzilla because... Yeah. They yeah. wanted to pull out all the stops for that, so but they I, just had to have Titanosaurus <laughs> just wagging its tail to just, like, blow everything down. Yeah. So. Titanosaurus, he, he looks like, you know, if you put him next to, like, Baragon or a monster from, like, earlier on in the series, he would just stick out. He, he looks silly compared to, like, the monsters from the earlier ones. He Like, he looks like someone that Ultraman would fight. Yeah. You know, he looks, like, cartoonish, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, like a, just like a you know, imaginary dragon, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. like from, from a fairy tale. monster yeah. type of yeah. monster. Um, as opposed to, like, original Rodan or something, where yeah. it actually looks, like, monstrous and, like, kind of horrific or whatever. Yeah. And, or Menacing. at least more real. I don't mm-hmm. know yeah. if that makes any sense. I think Titanosaurus is, like, a pretty awesome monster, but, like... Wasn't uh, utilized. Not utilized enough. And this is mm-hmm. this is his only appearance... I think he explodes at the end of this movie. He's like the bad guy from McBain <laughs> on The Simpsons. Like he gets knocked into the water and then explodes <laughs> for no reason, as an organic, you know, being is known to do. Yeah, uh, yeah. definitely. <laughs> Boom. Well, this was uh, Shiro Honda's last director, the uh, last foray into uh, directing, I believe. Um, or like he had a few, I think, uh, minor TV. Uh, directing credits after this, um, and he would 
he would be credited as the associate director on Kurosawa's last few films, um, from what I heard, because Kurosawa was trying to lose his eyesight, and he needed someone who he could trust and was, uh, you know, uh, familiar with working with large groups of people uh, to make films such as Kagamusha, Ron, and later Matadeo and uh, Dreams. Uh, so uh, that that that's where their relationship uh, went, and then Shiro Honda was to die in 1993. Um, so this is his like last big hurrah. Right. Well, you showed me the uh, yeah, you showed me the the documentary footage of the making of of Ron, and, mm. and it's just in Shiro Honda running around like you know getting the info from Akira Kurosawa as far as, like, you know, what what to do, and then him going off and actually telling people and, like, setting it up or whatever, like, really, you know, it was a lot of him. And again, try to beat this point over the head. It's like, you know, these were real directors. These were craftsmen. These were filmmakers. At one time, these were real movies. Yes. I'm not sure if you <laughs> could uh, consider Terror Mecha Godzilla a real movie, but at least they were still... You know, it was the last hurrah. They, yeah. they, they were it was like, a movie nonetheless. It was yeah. a movie nonetheless. It happened. Yes. Now this happened. Yeah. Uh, the, the same thing can kind of be said for uh, Fuku Bay's score. You know, he came back in the during the, the, the 90s and scored yeah. uh, several films, including his, his last score on Godzilla vs. Um, Destroya. But you can really feel him... There's sort of a melancholy or, or a grandness to the, the final uh, few pieces of music in this movie where it's not only just summing up this minor spat between Godzilla and Mechagodzilla, but it seems to be the culmination of 15 movies worth of stuff where it's like, okay, and now the story is over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, if that can be said musically, he's certainly trying mm -hmm. to say that. Now it's time to meticulously dissect the plot. Rebecca? Thank you. So it starts off with an extremely, extremely long intro. I was very impressed as to how thorough it was. Um, gave us, well, gave me really good background information considering I haven't seen any of these movies in quite a long time. The last time I saw it, I was like knee-high to a grasshopper. Um, but... What I really enjoyed in this intro was Godzilla's cute little dance. That was great. His little victory dance. I will never forget that. Um, but yeah, so you guys want to take it from here? Well, um, the, the version I originally saw uh, that I had on DVD before I lent it uh, in 2005 to Mr. Rob Pickle, formerly of West Potomac High School... Um, <laughs> did not have the extended intro. It just had, you know, this military drum uh, thing going on. And then it went straight into the explosion, the terror of Mechagodzilla. Dun, 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 dun. And where it, uh, predating Superman 2, showed what happened in the previous Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla mm. with uh, them two fighting. Uh, and did not have the narrator on top of that as well. Oh. Uh, so what I think the version you saw and the version I saw was the tele the dubbed televised cut, uh, widescreen, um, with a narrator added, um, to explain, uh, and which is why, at least in the cut I had, there were moments where it was clear that they had faded in and out 
for commercial breaks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah, in... Yeah, we got those too. Yeah, we got yeah. those. Definitely. So in my original cut that I had before, Rob Pickle took it. Yeah, um, throwing some serious wow. shade at this I'm, Rob Pickle. I'm sorry. Pickle. It, it was a decade. It, it's been nine years. Nine, almost ten years. This Dang. is just... Serious You're a great guy, shade. Rob, but Ten years seriously. of shade right you, here. You realize mathematically there's almost no chance that Rob is listening to this right now. I know. Oh, well, know. but he's going to throw that shade still. Yeah, I'm going to throw it's that. Just, throw oh. that. Throw that. It was a DVD. It was my, my one copy of The Terror of Mechagodzilla. It was his prized possession. Yes. <laughs> so anyway. This guy's going to be an idilly of a pickle. So, <laughs> job with him. so there are many different things that in the version I saw on Hulu Plus, which I believe is the same. Yeah copy yeah. oh that reminds me we've got to cancel our free trial <laughs> oh no i already did it perfect i'm on top of the game man perfect. what do you take me for i'm sorry i, was, uh, I shouldn't have assumed that you would want hulu for any no time. i it did that today I, I like opened up hulu and i was just like no you're not taking any more of my money it is useless it is netflix all the way so anyways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, continue, Nate. This oh, yeah. prologue is fucking amazing, yes. by the way. Uh, I don't like, you know, I can't sit on this any longer. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is gonzo. It features, like... Everything. This guy, okay, it features footage from Godzilla's Revenge, which in turn show, features footage from Godzilla versus the Sea Monster and um, Son of Godzilla. And then it also has footage from... Monster Zero, which features the dance, the Godzilla victory dance, <laughs> and the guy's voice is amazing because it really sounds like he's just making it up on the spot. He's like, Godzilla was one of the fire demon monsters from, was he a god? Was he just a dinosaur? <laughs> we don't know yet. You know, it's, it sounds yeah, like Rob, it's so Rob, will you so come unsure. in today and uh, and uh, dub, dub a little dub a little of this uh, new Godzilla film? We'll give yeah. you half a bag of Valium and uh, you, just... you know, the, like the tone of it reminded me of, and now I'm definitely dating myself, uh, like an old uh, like um, 16 millimeter film they'd show in science class or like. Like a film, Dang. a film strip yes. is what they were Whoa, referring to, where they actually took out a projector and showed real film uh, to to uh, you know classrooms back in the the way back. They actually did that of like the 1990s. I know it was very. Wow. Wow. But the, the guys narrating them sounded like this guy. <laughs> um, can tanks and planes stop Godzilla? No, no, <laughs> no, they can't. Oh, look, the military's trying again. And again, they failed. You know, it's just for Not 10 minutes. Right. For yeah. 10 minutes. I think what happened was they cut that stuff together from those other releases, and then they took the um, the prologue, summing up uh, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, and he just narrated over, over that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it leads into that. Yes, yes. And, um, and then finally... After, you know, mathematically speaking, you know, 15% of the runtime has expired. Yeah. They finally get the opening titles. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, and then after the titles, after we see what happened in the previous Godzilla movie, uh, we cut to the water. I'm assuming this is outside Okinawa. Yeah, but, but they never uh, say yeah. the word Okinawa. Yeah. And we see uh, Miss Katsura, who we do not know yet, uh, uh, Ozu style squatting over uh, the water and just staring at it. And then we cut to under the sea. Right. <laughs> now, this there's an Interpol agent in the submarine yes. leading a search. Interpol. Oh my this God. is the most active so Interpol random. has ever been. Yeah. Like, it, it should be noted that Interpol cannot act legally make arrests. No. <laughs> they can't. Or like, submarines. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know why they had to choose Interpol. Like, why couldn't they just, like, have somebody from, like, the Japanese equivalent of the FBI? Which I'm not sure what that is, but it would have made a lot more sense than Interpol. Because yeah, these guys kill more people than Mossad. Uh, they, <laughs> they, uh, they, they, these guys are like highly trained individuals that, uh, as we mentioned before, you know, take Bond's license to kill and throw even that, that out the out window. Yeah, they burn that clear license. Out the window. <laughs> On day one, they, they burn the license <laughs> to kill and just be like, just, you know, just explore the space. Uh, you know what? Just fuck it. Just go with it. Just do whatever be, the hell you want. Don't be afraid to use your nails, boy. <laughs> uh, so, they are looking. 
for Space Titanium. Yes. Yes. To track down Mecha Godzilla's wreck. Yes. Um, uh, presumably to harvest the space titanium and turn them into more pipes. <laughs> yes. Oh yes. yeah, definitely. Because that's exactly what you do. The space titanium, you yeah. make pipes out of it. Like you wouldn't make any other sort of machinery. You know, advanced weaponry. Nothing. I'm talking besides... about like smoking yeah. pipes. Oh yeah. yeah, we need tobacco. Ones <laughs> oh, that can tobacco. separate. Ones that can not only puff tobacco but separate ions right. uh, and destroy alien. Uh, you know, equipment. This is a oh, callback yeah. to the last movie where the scientists greedily uh, used one of the only deposits of space titanium to make a pipe. Yes. Really? Yes. Wow. Which he also showed that the characters was... and then put his initials on just That's in case. Awful. Yeah, just in case they forgot. Even what? though it's a one of a kind pipe. <laughs> wow. It couldn't possibly be remade anyway. That guy. You know, I wouldn't have noticed this in the uh, in the cave, but it had your name on it, and I think it might be important to the later half of the plot. So here's it back, Professor Mifuni. Uh Professor Mifuni in the previous film, played by Mr. Harata, uh who in this movie is now playing an evil scientist. Right. We'll get on that in just a few moments. Yeah. So, he's, he's playing the cartoon version of the character he was playing in the original Godzilla. Yes. <laughs> Without <laughs> an eye patch. Which is Pretty interesting much. because Titanosaurus is the cartoon version of Godzilla. <laughs> yes. So Titanosaurus shows up and messes up their search for... Just totally uh, fucks space everything titan. over. He gives them a very powerful hug. Yeah. So much so that Aww. the... Um, it was just too much. Yeah, he gave them too much love. And a little bit too He smothered much. them, really. Yes. And they had to get away via the submarine exploding. <laughs> now... And there were no survivors. Well... Oh, how unfortunate. Didn't all of them survive, though? Because don't all those Interpol agents show up later on in the movie with their vocal cords cut? Oh, right. Were they the same? They, I really? don't know. I was yeah. so I Because how could they possibly survive getting they, bear hugged by Titanosaurus? <laughs> they couldn't, like, and they were like so deep in the ocean. Like that explosion was huge. I think too. those were just slaves. Like for like uh, no, no, because uh, the guy sir- spells out Interpol on his. Oh, poem. that's oh. right. Yeah. Okay. Damn, it's starting to come together. You. I thought they were just like yeah. kidnappees, like in yeah. I thought um, they were just like randos the dragon. that like, snatched off the street, and we're just like, no, you're not gonna have vocal cords anymore, bitch. I thought it was yeah. like Enter the Dragon, where it's just like, oh, we're gonna kidnap all you people, put you in a, a dungeon, so that way you can escape later and mess up our plans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe immediately after Titanosaurus blows blows up the sub, he like. <laughs> Very rapidly, like saves all of them and like I mean, you know like puts how, them in what, his mouth. Does he like create la... some like air bubble or something? Yeah, like how? <laughs> and like he makes a bubble and like catches them all in it and saves them. Yes, they, 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 he how puts convenient. them in his taint and uh, <laughs> drags them to the underwater hole. I don't know. How about like kangaroo pouch? pouch. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with we'll taint go with kangaroo, kangaroo pouch. pouch. Same thing. Oh, completely <laughs> interchangeable name. Okay. <laughs> so we now smash cut to the Ocean Exploitation Institute. Yeah, was it exploitation yeah. or... Explore- like, I thought it was exploration. exploration. Maybe it's both. Like, Maybe they I, call it exploitation like three times. Yeah, exploitation Maybe it, in the beginning and then like later on it was exploration. Like may- I don't... Maybe it was exploration then Roger Corman... Uh, Bought some shares and it became Ocean Exploitation. <laughs> and it's just like, hey, this title is going to sell. This well, is going to make five bucks. Either Exploitation or Exploration, it is an institute and the ocean is involved. As yes. such, there is a round table with many important looking guys in suits, including uh, Goro from Godzilla vs. Megalon, who brings in the black box from the uh, submarine and plays it back for him. Their last words are something, very, uh, again, maddeningly vague. Um, a like, you know, oh, a monster. It's a giant monster under the ocean. You know, ah, and uh, you can hear Titanosaurus's roar. But like, everyone is baffled. Like, yeah. no one thinks, oh, it's Godzilla. You know, yeah. again, yeah. once again, you have this complete lack of like. They like somehow everyone forgets about monsters mm-hmm. when they're listening to this. They're not like, oh, Godzilla's gone bad yeah. again. It's <laughs> just like, what is going on? What could have like a giant monster they underwater? Just completely what? forget about everything that they've seen in the past. Right. Even though this movie is a direct sequel to, uh, never mind. It's too much. I've gone cross-eyed. So so um, after this, they uh, decide to uh, take a take a trip. Take a trip um, 
and learn about uh, Dr. Mafune, who's played by the Mr. Hirata, who was Professor Sarazawa in the first Godzilla movie. Oh, look yeah, at all that. So, you know, six degrees of Mr. Honda right there. So, uh... Anyway, so they go and they learn Professor Mifune's story. Uh, it is only after that uh, we learn that Professor Mifune uh, tried to uh, control sea life and yep. planned to make a subterranean society and control uh, a giant creature called Titanosaurus under the water. We then find out why we are being told this, and it is because they immediately concluded that s- this Mr. Mifune's studies are exactly what caused this accident. Right. They were immediately... And then they are told, that the, oh, we haven't vague, seen him for right, five years. Right. <laughs> the vague declarations of a sea monster on the black box that Goro has brought into the Institute leads them to believe that, oh, well, I mean, it's an underground monster. Obviously, it's Titanosaurus that, like, no one has ever seen. Clearly. Uh, it, you know, even though Godzilla has surfaced, you know, have however many hundreds of times nice. at this point. Yes. Couldn't have been Manda. It could, it's not been. Manda. It's not Baragon. You know, it's just like, it's, uh, clearly this crackpot who was, like, thrown in an insane asylum or whatever 15 years ago. You know, whatever. Yeah, so it's like, by the way, we fired him. Would you like some tea? Uh, <laughs> well, I guess we'll have to go to his house. and uh, the, They go to his house. Yeah. And yeah, he do. happens to live inside the sound design from the movie The Birds. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You expect Hitchcock to walk in with... Hello, this is the Mafuni residence. Dartanosaurus is an odd creature. But instead... Uh, Goro is is greeted at the door by the absolutely lovely Katsura. Yes, that's mm-hmm. um, Mr. Mifune or Professor Mifune's daughter. daughter. Yes, uh, who who informs Goro and his associate immediately, who, who we were will refer to as not Goro. Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> Mr. Interpol, the guy with the, the gun, <laughs> the right. guy the guy who actually has street cred, oh, right. that Interpol so cred, fun. yeah, seventies <laughs> Interpol, that cred. Interpol license to kill. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Katsura uh, immediately notifies Goro and not Goro that um, Professor Mifune died five years ago. Yeah, so sad. Sad life, guys. Yeah. So yeah. you'd think at this point they'd be like, well, man, this is a dead end. Yeah. Obviously it's Godzilla or Manda or some mm-hmm. other monster. No, what are we, why just... are we doing on the, what are we doing on this creepy island with all these hundreds of thousands of birds? They just continue on with their little mission. Now, we briefly get a glimpse of uh, the creepy butler who uh, does not talk. Uh, He is played by Mr. Aikio Sawanora, and uh, he is actually a veteran character actor uh, from many a Toho production. He was the uh, corrupt uh, police officer in Yojimbo. He was the taxi driver in Atragon, and... uh, and now he's just a, a creepy guy. This was his last film. He died right after making it. Of oh. extreme old age. Yes. Um, this but... guy gave off a really creepy Bib Fortuna vibe to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that analogy. Just sort yeah. of always around and kind always of open around. it up his mouth and be like, nah. Yeah. You know, just uh, like menacing. Ja- yeah. Java, no. <laughs> just, Mafune, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like, I, I don't, this guy was up to bad news. <laughs> yep, bad news bears, guys. Yes, plus he can teleport. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Later on in the movie, <laughs> it's a work of genius. Yeah. Um, so, oh goodness. Oh goodness. No. We then cut to the aliens uh, who are in a uh, what I'm assuming the Tokyo Hilton. Uh, actually, who are we kidding? The Tokyo Motel Eight. Uh, and you know, <laughs> Tokyo the, Love Motel. Yeah. So the the bad guy uh, who the the actor who played the bad guy in uh, the last one now plays. Another head bad guy. The difference is he has sunglasses this time, so you can God, tell. Always those shades. Yeah. And Nothing confusing about that. No, at all. not at all. But he is met by his uh, assistant in command, uh, who is played uh, by a very young Colonel Sanders, uh, complete with sunglasses yes. and a black beard. Nothing nefarious about that at all. Young Colonel no. Sanders. Yes. yes. Young. Not to be confused He's with Professor Mifune, who is classic vintage <laughs> Colonel Sanders. Yes. Sanders. Deep yes. fried. Yeah. <laughs> They are in the Tokyo Motel 8, and uh, Muta, the uh, head, uh, describes to uh, Mr. Sanders, Ah, the Earth flights are terrible. Uh, By the way, uh, we are now, uh, you know, uh, going into more evil plans of uh, how to take over Earth. Uh, If only we had uh, some 
Earthman with uh, good credentials who could possibly uh, fix Mechagodzilla mm -hmm. and uh, help us uh, take over Tokyo because this is the perfect spot for evil. And he takes a map of Tokyo and puts a map of what, uh, like a transparent map of what third plant of the black hole technology would look like if built upon the ashes of Tokyo. So Colonel Sanders says, well, now that you mention it, I actually do have a human who could rebuild Mechagodzilla. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he basically says the same stuff that uh, we learned in the previous montage. You know, they kicked him out. Uh, and we also saved his daughter. Uh, we find out more about that later. Then we crash cut to Mifune and Colonel Sanders toasting. Yes, yes. So Sanders on Sanders' action. Uh, Katsura comes down and says, you know, oh, by the way, Father, uh, while you and your evil friend are conducting uh, evil things and working on that Titanosaurus control device, uh, <laughs> some, men, so, some important men came to see you, mm -hmm. uh, and they wanted to know about your work. And uh, like all good evil scientists, he begins to put his hands together and, you know, go, ah, ha, 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 <laughs> about 15 years too late for that. <laughs> yeah, his plan is to become, to get in the good graces of the scientific community again yeah. by using a radio-controlled dinosaur to destroy a major metropolitan city. It sounds like a safe bet. Yeah. I mean... No, like, I mean... His, government grant right there. I'm not yeah, saying it's not... It's a, it's a solid plan. No, it, the logic holds up. I'm no, just saying that the I mean, resources like, may not be there. Uh, I don't know. Like, if he wants to get into the good graces with the scientific community, maybe he should have just fessed up about knowing about these, like, monster things. But destroying a city, definitely not plan A on my list to get into the good graces of the scientific community. Yeah, exactly. So, young uh, Colonel Sanders tells older Colonel Sanders and Katsura, oh, uh, by the way, uh, there might be a way for you to uh, reach your potential once again. So uh, we then cut to them, like, hiking up some mountains with the suitcase, and they go into a mountain where there is a secret base. They go inside secret the secret tunnel. base. Yeah. Secret tunnel. And then we cut to dun 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 dun. Mecha Godzilla, who is currently being uh, you know welded together by sparks, yeah. kind of like in an '80s music video. Mm -hmm. Just you know. And sparks. he's got like a V neck, like shoulder blade thing going on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the only difference between this and uh, the other film. The last yeah. Bit. <laughs> mm. And I think he's got a belt buckle that says MG on it now. Oh uh, yeah. Before. <laughs> He probably bought that at, like, you know... It's uh, a nice little embellishment, he, he just got, to add to the excitement. He picked it up at Hot Topic. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, because that's exactly where robots go shopping. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. In, the, in the mid-70s, what? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Mechagodzilla is currently being rebuilt, and, uh, of course... Uh, Mufuni is introduced to Muta, who, uh, you know, is also cackling, being like, ah, you know, if you could help us rebuild Mechagodzilla, we could use him and Titanosaurus together and then destroy Tokyo. Because that worked so well last time. Lots of laughing. It's at this point where the uh, some one of the Interpol agents tries to escape. Yes. Mm. yes. And his throat has been or his vocal cords have been cut so he can't make any noise but yeah. he's it's just sort of you hear kind of the alarm go off and the leader says the escape is impossible and this guy has already made it out and he's clear of of the base yeah. and he's out in the he's woods like so i think cruising through the woods escaping his thing escape is extremely possible yes um he's running down a hill and does a kung fu flip for yeah. no literally no reason he runs past a guy who's working on the i guess the alien sewer tank or whatever <laughs> yeah, septic like tank some sort of like plumber yeah who i guess they hired an outside contractor yeah, to do yeah. that he just, like, they... literally he just like pops up and he's yeah. just like hey guys like what's going on so, here like, that was quite the flip what's all the excitement about you yeah, know? it was mario and then uh amazingly they cornered the interpol agent uh, the bad guys, and they all pull out their real guns. Yeah. yeah. And they they surround them in classic movie nonsense fashion where it's like they all <laughs> shoot him at the same time, time and they don't shoot each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, 
they they would have killed one another you and know? not just killed the guy. Like, come on right. now. But it's just like they didn't have to like take out the guy. Like he was mute. It's not like he could have like said anything to right. anybody. Or did he? Or could he have? Uh-huh. We then cut to Goro, who's meeting with Katsura because he finds a book in the archives of the college that actually describes Titanosaurus. <laughs> he shows it to his colleagues at work, and then uh, after yeah. flaunting his new find, he says, you know what? I might get some ass tonight. So he, of course, uh, as a gentleman, calls Katsura and uh, meets up with her at a local bus depot and says, by the way, I found some of your uh, father's work. You know, the stuff that you wouldn't let us look at. I thought you would uh, like to see it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't he take her out for, like, coffee or something? Yes, oh, where yeah. they play, uh, like, a techno version. Not techno. Um, just a very eclectic version of uh, Claire de Lune. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> over. And then uh, Goro's co-worker, Miss Yamamoto, uh, sees him. And she is quite PO'd that he is... With another woman. Yeah, I and think they have a little workplace romance going yeah. on. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, she goes back to the Interpol office to tell not Goro about this development. And, uh, yes. <laughs> in the meantime, the plumber has also gone and is currently talking to not Goro yeah. about this Interpol yeah. agent who was just executed in front of his eyes. Mm-hmm. And what we did not see as the audience is that the Interpol agent had enough time to spell out the word Interpol on the palm of his hand, so now they know where to look for the for the aliens, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a brief debacle between uh, Mufune, uh, I think that's a word, debacle, debacle. Yeah. There's a brief... Tamako? Yeah, yeah, Tamako. Yeah. <laughs> there's a yeah, brief... Definitely. Highly addictive. There's a brief, uh, there's a brief feud between Mufune and um, the black hole and Muta, the black hole leader, because uh, the the way they sound is that Titanosaurus is inferior to Mechagodzilla, and Mifune wants to prove that uh, Titanosaurus may well it may not be physically superior, but has the brain. Right? Has you know he's mm-hmm. able to act. You know he has the, independently. Yes. Independently. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what Mechagodzilla lacked mm-hmm. in the first one. So. Uh, so Katsura comes down, uh, talks to uh, her dad, and he's just like, "Oh, they think he's he's weak, but he's not. I I can control him. I I can I can I can I can do stuff." So mm-hmm. uh, he he makes uh, Titanosaurus rise and uh, begins to blow. Oh, before this though. Katsura tries to talk some sense into her dad, and we have a very nice use of stock footage and split-screen technology. Oh, yeah. Where she's like, Dad, do you really want to use this monster to destroy Tokyo and have him go up there uh, with the disaster monsters? Yes. Is what she refers to them as. Um, Rodan, Manda. Again, Manda getting screen time were yeah. not really necessary. <laughs> and from 1999. Yeah. Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Uh, and then Gidra. Yeah. So she tries to talk him out of it, but um, yeah, he's like, no, no, Titanosaurus, attack, no! Yeah. <laughs> so Titanosaurus rises from the deep uh, and begins to uh, blow the city apart. Uh, this time, unlike in the previous movie, the army actually attempts to uh, take Titanosaurus out. Yeah. Uh, and a- actually, it, it, the, the way Titanosaurus moves and acts, you almost expect him to just die. They are going to attack Titanosaurus with the supersonic beam when they find out that the wires were cut. Right. Mm-hmm. By Katsura and Creepy Butler. Yes. Uh, who, Japanese Bib Fortuna. Yeah. <laughs> and there's this weird cut where they're walking behind... Uh, there's just they can some, teleport. Yeah, they can teleport. Apparently, they can just they they walk behind a thing, and you can tell by the cut through their legs that they they're just not there. Right. Yeah. In yeah. another cut, it's so, really cool. I love so it. Uh, apparently, they didn't utilize their superpowers too well. No. Um, so Goro is upset and uh, in love, and uh, uh, the military is slaughtered by t- Titanosaurus. Yeah. And this was like the I love this 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 scene because it's like the jets are coming at Titanosaurus and. By now, uh, in in the series, you can see how they've advanced it by, in the original films, when the jets were coming in and making their runs or whatever, they would just fire, like, the missiles or whatever, and it would be real, practical, uh, you know, explosives that would fire off of the, the jet model. By now, in the series, you have the jets, but they're firing machine guns, 
and they're actually animating the uh, the fire of of the bullets coming out of the jets, which yeah. is uh, progress. Yes, you know, <laughs> slow, but it's there. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're actually trying something new, and again, uh, immediately to combat that, it's like you can sort of tell this is like the last Godzilla movie. It's like, well, okay, like. We don't just want Titanosaurus to like throw a rock at them or like smack them <laughs> or whatever. Like, what what have we not done yet? And uh, yeah, you know, what's the last thing to d- destroy these jets? They're like, oh well, we could just have Titanosaurus just jump up in the air like and two ch- miles and chest yeah. and, and chest them, <laughs> perform the forward lateral, <laughs> and that's exactly what he does. He gives them a chest bump and blows them up, and it's like the most ridiculous. Like again, it's like that's. That's the last move they had left, you know. That's you know that's the last card they had up their sleeve. But then uh, the aliens from the third planet noticed something on their Geiger counter uh, <coughs> or radio, or super super knowing all monitor. There you go. Where it's just like ah, Godzilla is coming, <laughs> and cut to Titanosaurus again, blowing up the city. Yeah, everything's going to chaos. And get this radioactive breath comes out of nowhere and blows Titanosaurus away. And in comes a crash zoom of masturbatory uh, <laughs> performance. It's the most I mean, epic yeah, like intro, intro that Godzilla maybe has ever received. Yeah. Yeah. Like As far as ridiculousness, this is the top. Yes. For like coolness and like actual effectiveness in the movie, you're hard pressed to find something better than Mothra versus Godzilla, where he comes out of the ground. It's actually, uh, you know, effective and kind of scary. Yeah. But this mm-hmm. is like the the other side of the spectrum, where it's just like, this is the superhero badass Godzilla. He's, and he's here to he's, save he's, the day. He's here to save the day, and more importantly, beat the shit out of Titanosaurus. <laughs> like, literally, he gets his ass handed to him. Yeah. Like, you can, you know, they're trimming the fat. It's like, yeah. there's no Monster Island. There's no, oh, yeah. you gotta contact him, or get Angulus to talk to him. No. no. None of that bullshit. It's just Godzilla like, knows something is wrong. Yeah, his spidey senses are tingling. It's just like, come on, like, they're people in jeopardy. <laughs> just get your act together and just go. Save the day, man. Come on. He has zero qualms and he just shows yeah. up and exactly. he just starts shit with Titanosaurus. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's it's amazing. And they fight. Yeah. And, um, uh, uh as Rebecca mentioned, gets his ass handed to him. And again. And yep. again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe, uh, they for- that forces Titanosaurus to retreat. Um, the, uh, black hole aliens are, of course, disappointed that, uh, uh, Mufune uh, had a premature attack. Uh, you know, they pat him on the back and say, it's okay, it happens to a lot of men your age. But... It's not a big deal. Yeah. But you shouldn't do it again. Right. <laughs> Please don't ruin our super evil plans. Uh, so... At some point... The leader of the black hole aliens is whipping his henchmen. Yeah, like yes. what <laughs> out of nowhere, that? just like just... out of nowhere, it's just like all of a sudden, just they're like this handful of guys just on the ground. He's just like going at it with the whip, and I was just like, what? Why is this necessary? <laughs> like, this what is, does this bring to this, this story? Is near Power Rangers level of audacity. Of yeah. just crazy evil. <laughs> I can do whatever the fuck I want to to my people. That whip is featured in a publicity uh, still with Katsura in her silver cat suit. Get out! And, and she's holding the whip, and then like just Titanosaurus just sitting next to her. You know, both the same size, <laughs> and like Titanosaurus just has his fingers clasped, and then he's just like, "Yeah, dominatrix much." Yeah, uh. it's pretty great. <laughs> So, uh... Some more stuff happens, and see, then the monsters fight again. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's pretty that's much... That's basically it. Basically it. Um, so, they they finally decide that uh, their base is... The black hole base is not safe. Oh, yeah. So, they decide to evacuate. They have now put in Katsura's stomach 
the device to control. She already controls Titanosaurus. Now she controls Mechagodzilla. Mm -hmm. So they decide, uh, now that we've uh, pretty much downsized all this technology, you know, she's basically now a a living iPad. Right. She's Uh, a living Monster Island conductor because she controls two monsters. That's huge. It is. Seriously. She could just, like, say, fuck these guys and become a god. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She could take (laughs) over the world herself because yeah. she controls two monsters. I mean, like, who wouldn't want to control two monsters and take over the world all by herself? I think this is a metaphor for the glass ceiling. Yeah. W- wouldn't you agree? I mean, this is just like, she's got all this power. She's got all of this power. By the way, you're gonna get paid uh, $5 less than yeah. everyone else here. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, she just uh, gets the short end of the stick. Yeah. She's the most noble character in the film. Oh, Goro's, yeah. Goro's just following his hormones. Yeah, <laughs> you he know, is. Mifune is just you know, drunk on hate and revenge. <laughs> revenge. Katsura's and just a victim. Yeah. yeah, she's the most powerful character in the film, and she's one of the smartest. And then she just gets fucked over. Yeah, self-sacrifice. So they uh, they say, you know, by the way, uh, so we 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 have no uh, reason to stay here anymore since uh, Katsura, now the living iPad. Uh, can control everything for us. We're just going to move into your place, and we're going to set the <laughs> can, we tra- can we crash yeah. at your place? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've got some pizza left over yeah. at the fridge the night. Yeah. Totally. You guys, black hole aliens. You guys, you can sleep. We got a fold out couch. It's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so Goro and uh, not Goro uh, go. Uh, they are uh, they are almost uh, killed, uh, but then they find. Uh, then they find. Then, oh, then they right. enter the base, and with a whole bunch of mute Interpol agents yeah. who make out the word "Hey," the self-destruct sequence is <laughs> on its way. They write sh- it on their yeah. palms very yeah. fast. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like you know uh, a market in Shanghai. You know, just yeah. like, oh, you don't speak my version of Chinese. Okay, let me write it out on my palm. <laughs> oh, oh, five eggs. Okay. Oh, big explosion. Okay, let's get the F out of here. Let's just, just so, go. We're yeah. going to haul ass out of here. Like, now, guys. They go, and there are many explosions. Yes. Yes, so many explosions. It's like a Michael Bay film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, they leave, uh, and then uh, the black aliens decide that now, now is the time to attack Tokyo. Yep. We have two monsters. Let, let's let's do it. We're good. Let's do this thing, guys. So they send Mechagodzilla, the new hip Mechagodzilla, and Titanosaurus to uh, destroy Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Lots of lots of good explosions. Um, they definitely had the budget to make a good, you know, ten city blocks worth of just kaboom. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's <laughs> oh God, it's so awesome. Yeah. So this is what happens when you have a budget. Yep. A decent script. Good director. Right. And again, sort of that mentality where it's like, this is the last one, guys. Mm-hmm. Or like, let's go out with a bang. Let's go out with a bang and yeah. let's yeah. fucking do it right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're, they're trying to figure out. So in Interpol and Goro are trying to figure out, you know, well, what, what, what could be going on? Maybe we should check Dr. Mifune's house. So uh, Goro gets captured and yep. brought down to the lair. Uh, He's preparing to sweat. A superhuman amount. Oh, yeah. I know. It's just like all of a sudden he's just like drenched at one point. It's just like from like normal to just like overboard sweat. Maybe he's suddenly guilty about like creating Jet Jaguar. <laughs> and like he doesn't know where Jet Jaguar was. Jet Jaguar never came back. He's like, where is Jet Jaguar? <laughs> what is happening? I've lost line of sight on him permanently. Um, yeah. So, he gets captured and he tries to persuade uh, Dr. Mufune, who again mm-hmm. starts cackling, Ah, ha, 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 if you had only been here, had the foresight to know me 15 years ago, I never would have done this, but it's too late. Ah, ha, 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 YOLO. Because um, I'm an evil scientist, bitches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, they're now via Katsura controlling Mechagodzilla and Titanosaurus, and they're just shouting at the screen, Forward! Destroy! Blow things up! Ah, ha, 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 ha. Uh, meanwhile, cut to, uh, two youths, uh, yeah. who decide, uh, hey, well, now that the show's being blown up, let's try and get a closer look at Titanosaurus. Yeah, uh, it's a great plan. Yeah. These guys are on a suicide mission. Yeah, yeah, no, basically. seriously, this it's is... just like, uh, I'm, I'm just gonna go, like, around this corner, like, just casually, like, look up, and friend here is just gonna follow me, because... 
friend doesn't know what's going on. So it's just like, holy shit, big ass monster. And then just like, thankfully, Godzilla is just like, whoa, no, this shit ain't happening right now. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Godzilla tackles Titanosaurus before he could step on the kids. Though we never yeah. see the kids after yeah, that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure Titanosaurus did murder both of those children. <laughs> I mean, like, that's what he was saying. But I was just like, I like to think that Godzilla saved the day right in the nick of time. Right the nick of time. Y- yeah. yeah, I mean, it's definitely, they cut it close. Because Titanosaurus just is like, if he, he'd have to have hold his foot up above those kids for like 40 seconds and like wait for Godzilla <laughs> to transverse, you know, two miles of just like, cause Godzilla is pretty big. He can't just hide, you yeah. know, he's, no. he's like, he was probably, it was like Monty Python and the Holy Grail. He's probably <laughs> running from a very long he's distance. He's hauling ass. Yeah. He's hauling ass. <laughs> he's a big guy. You know, it takes him a while to get his weight move in. And yeah, I mean, the kids Forward are probably, momentum. the kids are probably dead, but yeah. it's fine. <laughs> so he tackles them, may or may not have saved the kids. And, Continues to pummel the shit out of Titanosaurus. Yes. It's just like, God, you, another one. I hate you. We go into, Stop we go into total fisheye lens mode. Yes. Mm-hmm. It looks um, like a Hype Williams video. Yeah. And uh, Mechagodzilla is pretty much just chilling in the background saying, Yeah, you, you just, just, just have at yeah. it. Come it's on, great. Guys. It's part of the alien's plan. Like, yeah. they specifically say they want Godzilla and Titanosaurus to fight to the death, and they don't care if Titanosaurus dies, and then Godzilla mm-hmm. will be injured, and yeah. then Mechagodzilla will descend on Godzilla with his full strength, yeah. which is actually strategy. It's a good yeah, plan. It is. Yeah. So, uh, so meanwhile, thunder it, thighs. Yes, uh, aka Titanosaurus. Yeah, don't make fun of his thighs. He's got huge thighs. But he he's fine with it. He no, he's got a great. He's, he's has a very he's positive body. body positive, guys. He's very body body positive. But it's just like don't make fun of his thighs. Yeah. Come on now. Right. So while Titanosaurus is getting his voluptuous buttery thighs handed to him uh we cut uh you know back and forth between goro and his team of scientists and military know-it-alls uh who are you know, hooking up the sonar well, goro's device. captured not oh, oh sorry not, Gar- yeah. sorry not, not, goro. not goro not goro yeah. interpol right. and uh the other right men have, have after put, finding yes. his winter coat with yeah. a nice furry <laughs> frilly lining oh on yeah of uh, he uh, gets his special rocket with the supersonic beam conductor. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, missile, whatever. Head yeah. Launcher. Launcher. So they fly up. Meanwhile, Titanosaurus uh, and Mechagodzilla end up getting... Uh, they get The upper hand. The upper hand. Yeah. They kick him around. They blow his mouth out uh, and yeah. with missiles. Then they bury him. Right. And then yeah. Titanosaurus starts bouncing on him, yep. and the aliens oh, seem awesome. to be... Because yeah. he's got his hands behind his back. Yeah. He's yeah. looking like really contemplative. Mm-hmm. And like, like almost he's... like Tweedledee and Tweedledum. <laughs> like, he looks like something out of Alice in Wonderland. I thought yeah. he was just auditioning for Riverdance. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, but he, he's bouncing, and the aliens are clearly getting off of it, because they're just like, yeah, yes, bounce harder, faster, keep bouncing. Uh, Meanwhile, Goro, no one can see this, but he's yeah. all tied up and mm-hmm. he's aggressively rubbing his hands up against something that's causing him to sweat and perspire a great deal. Yes. It's a jagged rock behind him and yep. he's cutting the ropes. But of course he doesn't know it's a jagged rock now, does he? There are little Honda touches of reality in this movie. Like he's rubbing, you know, he's trying to cut the ropes so he can get free. And but you can tell his hands are like cut up and like yeah. bloody. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're dealing with this sort of unreality, but at the same time, there's these, just these little touches. Well, it, yeah. it, it's like in the uh, city scenes where, like, unlike a Fukuda film. Uh, where it's all stock footage, like Ishiro Honda actually like shot footage of like people fleeing for their lives because right. yeah. this is stuff he experienced during the war. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So just yeah, so stuff like that just gives just it little that bits hum. of reality. Right, right. Nice. Just like not too much, but yeah. like just a little, just enough, just, just like enough. to pepper it in. So uh, it, the Interpol guys uh, shoot Titanosaurus in the neck. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. They get he starts having a psycho Billy for yeah. yeah. So just, like completely disrupts everything on his end. He starts like clawing at himself. He's like, having a, mad a bad man. trip. Yeah. yeah, he is. It was it's it was pretty bad. He just goes berserk, absolute berserk. Yeah. And then Godzilla uh, appears. He, he breaks out. He's apparently still alive. Yep. Uh, and then he knocks down Titanosaurus easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he goes after Mechagodzilla. 
Um, there's the charge. Yes, yes, the charge. So, um, Mecha, uh, Godzilla throws his whole arsenal. Yes, literally, his entire arsenal. Just, like, have at it. Just, like, Godzilla, just take everything that I have and then some, please. <laughs> um, however, Godzilla ends up rolling on up and be like, mm-mm, nope, not gonna take this guy. Not gonna take this at all. So he starts ripping at Mechagodzilla's head again. Yes. Now, that is... Countercut with Goro, who is now broken free and is now wrestling with everybody in the room. He, yeah, in the confusion, yeah. Mifune tragically uh, is utilized Paul Verhoeven style as a human shield. <laughs> yes, and Interpol, who has now come to Goro's aid mm-hmm. uh, with his, of course, license to not give a shit right. and kill, yeah. uh, shoots through the human shield because yeah, he doesn't yeah. have time shoots to shoot through Mifune, yeah. Yeah. murdering <laughs> the only person who might know how to stop Titanosaurus. Yep. Yeah. That's fine. So, uh, and he goes after uh, the leader who, uh, you know, is unscathed. Mm-hmm. Um, so he goes after the leader. Meanwhile, Goro wrestles uh, Colonel Sanders uh, and rips off his mask. And while he does that, uh, Godzilla rips off Mechagodzilla's head. Yes. Right. And then Katsura picks up a gun, points it at Goro, and says, I'm a cyborg. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we realize that under Mechagodzilla's head, there's another head. head. There's a second yeah. There's head. a second hairy head, yeah. which starts shooting at Godzilla. Godzilla. So Goro is able to get the upper hand on Katsura mm-hmm. and, and says, you know, even though you're a cyborg, even though you're made of Legos, I still I love, love you. you. And she says, and this was cut from the version that Rob Pickle took from me. Um, <laughs> and that is that Katsura says, oh, you see, the secret is that uh, the, the, the energy that controls them both is in my stomach. So she takes her gun and blows out her, her own, own guts. Yeah. Self-sacrifice right there, guys. Yeah. Like, that was some powerful stuff. So, Mechagodzilla blows up. Titanosaurus is still kind of around. Godzilla blows him up. Godzilla is so efficient at killing monsters at (laughs) this point. He's like, he's got a system. He does have a system. He has a total system. Total body system. (laughs) He has a total (laughs) body... He has a total monster (laughs) shutdown system. Yes. He is so efficient at shutting down monsters at this point that this is like... There's there's like three gets, stages yeah. of Godzilla dumb. There's like the first movies where he actually moves like an animal. Mm-hmm. There's the mid series where he's like kind of like a superhero. He's like dancing, <laughs> sliding around on his tail. <laughs> and then just in this last couple of movies, there's the I'm not fucking around Godzilla, like proficient, almost ninja like, not wasting any movement or any yeah. time. Like the only time he moves is when he's like punching someone or performing mm-hmm. like a kill shot, finish him style move. It's great. Like, you know, Mechagodzilla gives him, like, a two-second window. He doesn't fuck around by throwing a rock at him like he would in Monster Zero. Mm -mm. He immediately goes into shoulder toss, you know, of, of like, two miles, you know. It's like, he knows what he's doing now. Mm -hmm. He's, like, Godzilla's been paying attention even if the people of Japan haven't. Yes. Which is uh, what matters in the end. Exactly. Goro and Interpol uh, take Katsura's body and uh, lay it in the... Beautiful grass outside, I guess, that's symbolic of Goro's uh, internal loss. Yeah. yeah. Or whatever. And then Godzilla, uh, we see him, and this is pretty much the last shot of the film, where mm-hmm. Godzilla slowly walks Stops out to the water, and we slowly yep. zoom out to the beautiful music of uh, Akira Ifubuke. And there ends the last of the Showa series. Uh, it's called the Showa series because the Emperor Showa, uh, Hirohito was uh, still uh, alive and was the reigning emperor of Japan. Hmm. Um, so the series have been named uh, thus after the emperor's reign. So, uh, oh, that's fascinating. I guess uh, kind of wraps it up. Solid entry in the series. I found out about it when I was about, I think, eight years old. A person who knew my dad knew that I was into Godzilla movies, and he lived in California, so he had taped all these. There was some marathon out there of Godzilla movies, and this was on that that VHS tape, and I remember seeing that. And, uh, you know, this was like 1989 at this point, so the movie was about 13 years old Mm. or whatever. Wow. So it was like... Um, that is the closest I will ever get to, like, 
you know, obviously it's a copy of a copy, but that's the closest I'll ever get to like the experience of like, that was the newest one, you know, yeah. and it was mm-hmm. less than two decades, you know, it was less than a decade and a half at that point. So it was like, I could kind of maybe sort of, if I squint in my eyes, kind of imagine what it would have been like to see uh, one of the original ones in the theater, but that's as close yeah. as I got. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking, this is the craziest shit I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> in your eight-year-old self. Right. And I didn't even watch it. I was like, this is too much. Yeah. I went back to watching Mothra vs. Godzilla. <laughs> Rebecca, so. so you've seen now Son of Godzilla and now this. Yes. And even though there's no Minya in this one, I think his spirit kind of lives on. Yeah. I mean, I like I like these movies. Like, it, I really enjoyed them when I was a kid. My dad introduced me to them. I mean, he's the whole reason why I'm into sci-fi and everything of that nature. Um, but... It was good to get back to watching these movies. Um, I'm definitely happy that I decided to sit down with you, Mike, and vegetate in front of the TV and watch this film. Um, It was definitely a fun watch. A lot of yelling at the TV and just wondering what the hell was going on at some moments. Um, But yeah, I liked it a lot. It was a solid story. I really enjoyed Katsura. Um, she was great. And, I mean, who doesn't love Godzilla? Who indeed. Who indeed.